The Canberra woman acknowledges the Ngunnawal and Ngambri people, traditional custodians of this land on which we meet today, and pay our respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people here today. You're listening to The Canberra Women, the podcast that dives into the lives of a diverse range of Canberra women. Stories of resilience, entrepreneurship, self-discovery, family life, and being a boss businesswoman. Learn, connect, be inspired, and become motivated. Hello and welcome to the Canberra Women. I'm your host, Maddie Green, journalist, lover of travel, my two toy poodles, and a little cheeky tequila shot here and then. I'm also a girl boss being the proud owner of Maddie Green Photo and Film. I'm so excited to be working with the Canberra Woman to bring you a podcast where we explore and dig a little deeper into the lives behind Canberra Women. On today's show, mum to a very adventurous toddler and two German shepherds. Maddie Banson believes business and life can only ever be as good as your mindset. So in 2022, she made it her passion and goal to mentor other women by taking the leap going full-time with Maddie Banson Coaching. Now every day, Maddie is a business and mindset coach and mentor, working with humans who are ready to get out of their comfort zone. Welcome to the show, Maddie Banson. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. What has your weekend been like today? Very slow so far, which is out of the ordinary for us, but I was able to have a coffee in bed. Mm-hmm. My husband got up and took care of said toddler, which was was nice, and then a few, yeah, tidying up, house reset, etc. before coming here. Amazing. And is that every weekend? Yeah, that's not every weekend. (laughs) Uh, It just depends. We've had a busy start to the year. So we got married in March, which meant that we had a lot of weekends busy doing wedding prep and like hens and bucks and all of the things. So yeah, we're just kind of getting into normal, slower life. Married life. Married life, that's (laughs) it, yeah. Before we get started, it's a Canberra woman tradition to ask what your favourite drink is and what you've got in front of you. At this time of the day, it's an oat cap. Mm -hmm. Then sometimes in the afternoon, I prefer my caffeine in an espresso martini (laughs) (laughs) or a G&T. Yes, we're recording in the morning, so we've got our coffee mugs in front of us. And yes, it's... Is it too early for <laughs> G&D? I think so, probably. Is it midday yet? Uh, oh, it is midday. Oh, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> we could have changed it. <laughs> All right. So we have so much to talk about. You have turned your passion into your full-time job. It's something that a lot of women strive to achieve and you help them with that success. So let's get into it. Maddie, when we first met back in April last year, you hadn't launched your business. For our listeners who might not have heard about Maddie Banson Coaching, what does it aim to do? So I have two main parts to the business. I offer some business services, which is like done for you style, um, you know, going in and actually doing some services for businesses and also upskilling business owners and employees, particularly in those areas. And then the other part of my business, which is probably my favourite part, is coaching and mentoring business owners. Why and how did coaching and mentoring for business owners come about and how did it become your passion? So I've had experience mentoring coaching in my career, just in the capacity of employed positions and you know, training and mentoring junior staff as they came on and things like that. And that's an area that I always really loved and felt like was a strength of mine. 
but the dream for this business first came about when I was a finalist in the Telstra Young Business Women of the Year Awards in 2016. And just going through that process and kind of, I guess, anchoring into how much I love business and like training and teaching others and stuff, I was like, oh, I would love to do this one day. But I definitely didn't feel like I was done at that stage with my career. I still had more things that I wanted to do and tick off. So it just kind of stayed a dream in the background until, yeah, the end of last year when I finally took the jump and made it reality. And so taking the jump uh, is a, what a lot of people and women um, yeah, struggle with, obviously. It is, you know, you go from like a steady income to a business that is yeah. uh, not often as steady as one would hope. Yeah. How has that been? Because it's, it's a scary jump. Yeah, look, and I think I've definitely done it at an interesting time with the, <laughs> the economic climate and everything at the moment. But I think, look, it's one of those things that I don't think you'll ever feel totally ready or, you know, that it'll feel safe and that, you know, it's all going to work out fine. So I just knew that I was, yeah, I was feeling pulled at that time. So I decided to just jump anyway. And I um, I speak about this in my content a lot, that I have a lot of self-trust. So I just kind of trust myself that I'll make it work. And if it doesn't work out, I trust that I'll be okay. And so what happens or how do you make sure that you're okay if, you know, it wasn't running as smoothly as you would hope? Um, what are some of the tips that you would also give women um, that want to take the jump to make sure that they have around them, I suppose? Yeah, I think it depends on what your support network actually looks like. So for me, I'm obviously married now and we have my husband's income Um and things like that. So I do have a bit to fall back on in the sense of our household doesn't run just on what I can bring in. But I think it's also just, it comes back to the mindset piece. It's like having the belief that you will be able to do it or that you will be okay otherwise. So, you know, for example, for me, I'm like, if it means that I have to go back to part-time work for a while so that, you know, I can make my business work long-term, then okay, great. That's what I'll do. And it's not necessarily about going, you know, which is hard at times, dipping into the thoughts of, oh, like I have to go and get part-time work because I'm not, you know, I can't make my business work at the moment. So I think, yeah, it comes back to what you believe and what you think and how you think it. And yeah. I think that's important. One step at a time, I'd say, is that kind of how you're looking at it? Because it is, yeah, I guess that jump. Um, and you also, I assume, did a lot of preparation in, tell me about the preparation you took to be able to, I guess, take that jump and become a um, business owner. So I think really my whole career has prepared me for it. So um, I've spent the last 10 years in business and employee management. So I was already doing a lot of the things um, anyway, and I've got the business experience. So I guess in some ways it probably didn't feel as scary for me because I had the business acumen and I kind of knew what I was doing in that sense. Um, but, you know, I'm no different to anybody in the sense of I've got to build it and make it work and, you know, start from the beginning. So, um, yeah, but I think it's like breaking it down into bite-sized pieces and making it you know, not making it harder than it has to be, actually giving yourself a list of things that you need to do and, you know, be able to tackle in a reasonable time frame. Maddie, share a lot of quotes on Instagram. One uh, that stood out to me has been, what 
would you do or be or have if fear wasn't a thing? How has fear been present throughout your business journey? Has it strengthened who you are today? And how do you get past that initial fear? I think fear is something that will always be part of everyone's business journey. Like I don't think no matter what your business is, the kind of work that you do, how much self-development work, I think you'll always have an element of fear. I think for me, like whenever fear comes up, I just kind of, I let myself feel the feeling, but I change the behaviour and, you know, instead of letting my fear manipulate and dictate what I do or what I decide to do with my business, I kind of override it and just do what I want to do and let myself, you know, sit with the fear. But I think it's also about, I'm big on looking at times where you've been fearful or scared to do something and you've done it anyway and it's worked out okay and kind of going back to those moments and realising like, oh, there's some evidence of a time that I jumped even when I was scared and I was fine. Like, (laughs) it's fine. It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) And I know we keep coming back to the the leap. Was there fear around that? Yeah, of course. I mean, I have a mortgage. I have responsibilities. I have a little one. Like, you know, it's not just about me. So I think that also probably influences a lot of people's decisions when it comes to either making a leap or staying in, you know, solid employment or whatever the case is. But yeah, there was definitely fear present. But like I said, I didn't let that dictate what I wanted to do. If you could go back in time, what would be one thing that uh, you would change when going on your business journey? Or is there anything that you would change? I probably would have made the jump sooner. <laughs> I've heard is that a before. wonderful thing. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. So I guess what would you say to the women that are at the moment, you know, have this idea and that might be listening to the podcast, you know, they, they want to start up a business or take it full time. How would you guide them in that journey so then you know they don't look back on their journey and go oh, I wish I took it sooner well I think it's also important to look at what that looks like you know I don't want people making taking jumps and things like that if it's too much of a stretch mm-hmm. and you know they're potentially going to put themselves or their family in positions of you know high stress and things like that that's not really the vibe and I don't think that's a good start to your business but I think if you know, you're clear on what you want to do and how you want to do it and you've got a good support network and you've got the means to be able to, then absolutely just jump. What made it easier to jump at the time that you that you decided to jump? I think probably, and I speak about this on my in my content a fair bit, my circle. So I had my, at the time, fiancé, he was telling me at the beginning of every week, you should resign this week, you should write your resignation this week. And then I also had my best friend, you know, the same thing. So I think it was kind of like having that encouragement and support from people around me and also the belief in myself that I could make it work and it would be it would be fine and to, yeah, that it was a good move and a good decision to make. You just mentioned your circle and the importance of your circle being um, you talk about it on Instagram at the moment. What is this circle that you're talking about? Let's square circle. What's what's it about? It's just your support network. It's the people that you around, you know, typically the people that you spend the most amount of time with and who you speak to and maybe listen to the most. Um, Yeah, it's just your people. How have your people helped you and guided you through your journey? I think it's different for probably each person in my circle, but I think collectively just having people who believe in me and support me regardless of what it is that I want to do. Like my husband Tom, I could say to him the most random, I'm going to start a business, you know, making toothpaste. And he'd be like, cool, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Let's do it. Um, 
and I think just having people that you know are always in your corner and believe that you'll be able to do whatever it is that you set your mind to and just having no judgment no competitiveness or jealousy or anything like that um, I think it's really important that the people in your circle can hold you at whatever level you're at and you know you don't feel like you have to water yourself down to be around them or you know to share things with them I think is really important. And so how have other women I guess become have they become part of your circle? Yeah I um, I have a really good group of girlfriends and I think as I've gotten older my circle's probably gotten smaller but the quality has also increased and I think you know it just looks a bit differently now that a lot of us are mums and you know we don't we're not just going out partying all the time we don't have all the time in the world anymore but it so you know it's more focused when we do catch up it's really nice quality time so yeah I've always um I've always loved being around other women and supporting other women and having other women support me too. Can you tell me more about how you can practically create a perfect circle around you? Mm, So I think the perfect circle will look different for everyone, but I think a big part of that is paying attention to what you're consuming and how you're feeling when you spend time with the people in your circle at the moment. So, you know, I think if you're catching up with a certain family member or group of friends and you're leaving feeling you know a bit drained or unsupported or anything like that then that's probably a good indication that maybe you know that person shouldn't have as much space in your circle I'm not saying that you have to just cut everybody out although I'm pretty cutthroat Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but I think it's yeah paying attention to how you feel like who in your circle makes you feel really good and encourages you and who do you know that you could trust and go to with anything and you know I think that's a two-way street so also um, you know anchoring into the kind of how you support other people's circles as well. I haven't been stalking your Instagram I've been journalistically researching (laughs) uh, your Instagram and I really like that you the recent post about your son being one of your most important parts of your circle Mm -hmm. your quote on there and you said this is my youngest teacher my why I've had a some cool titles in my life, but nothing can compare to mommy. What is motherhood like? <laughs> That's a loaded question. That is a loaded question. Um, From a business point of view, mm. how do you take motherhood and continue with your passions and striving for your goals, I suppose? Yeah, look, I think for me, I'm a better mum, wife, friend, sister, all of the things when I'm doing things for myself as well and things that I really love and am passionate about and um, you know a big part of that for me at the moment is my business and I think also on the other side of that is I want him to grow up seeing me you know go after what I want and do the hard yards and make it happen and things like that. Um, I think there's so many different family dynamics and things these days and different ways that people chase their dreams and you know our work life looks totally different since COVID and stuff. So I think it's, yeah, a big part for me is also being that kind of influence and inspiration for him, hopefully one day um, to, yeah, go for what he wants and to trust himself to do it. What have you learned since becoming a mum in how you make sure that your passions are succeeded, I suppose? Look, I think And I think it's also important to note that there's different seasons in motherhood, like in my experience. So, you know, things looked very different when he was younger and, you know, needed more from me and wasn't as, not that he's, you know, super independent now, but we have daycare and things like that. So um, I think it's, 
yeah, it's about making that time for yourself and actually giving yourself the space to work out what that passion looks like because I think motherhood, I think in that exact post I said like it has unraveled and rebuilt me so many times in the last three years and I think um, although I've had this business as a dream of mine for a long time, I think motherhood can sometimes you know, blur your lines and your vision of what your passion and stuff is. So I think it's allowing yourself space to, yeah, sit with that for a while and work out what it actually is to be able to go after it. And so how do you work out when to prioritise your business within being a mother? So for me, and I think I'm very fortunate to be in the position that I'm in, I'm very big on my boundaries and the way that I want to show up as a mum and being present and things like that so for me I utilize my daycare days when Kai's at daycare to be just jumping straight into my business and then outside of that it's like after he's in bed and things like that if I have other things that I need or want to do um, but for me that's what's working at the moment and trying to balance both roles and feel like I'm doing both really well amazing that's that's the dream right (laughs) that's the dream (laughs) so how do you guide um I guess your and you don't have to give me all the tips and all the tricks but how do you guide clients that are mothers and are parents to be able to make sure that they kind of can have that balance there will be times where your role as a mother or a father or whatever that parenting figure looks like for you where that will need more from you and then there'll be times where your business will need more from you or your work will need more from you so Yeah, I think it's about kind of leaning into whichever thing needs you the most at that time. But yeah, also I think it's super important not to shame yourself for what you're not able to do for that season. Yeah, I really like that. But I can't relate being the mother or a parent. But I think that's even comes generally as as women, you know, as as a friend, as a as a partner Mm -hmm. to be able to acknowledge that, you know, some things may have to give for, you know, for more success in other areas. But, you know, it's acknowledging and accepting that. Maddie, you have recently added wife to your resume now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. I think we can say that a lot of women can find it hard to pursue their passions when they're in a relationship. How should your partner support you in your business passions? I think it comes back to what I was saying about your circle though and paying attention to how you feel when you're around people, what they bring to your relationship. Like I think I say, and I don't know how he would feel about this, but I say that Tom compliments my life very well, but I would be okay doing all the things that I'm doing without him. And I think that for me, that's what I think makes a good partnership. It's not, I don't need him to be doing anything for me or things like that. It's like a, it's just, yeah, a beautiful way to compliment my life and the things that I want to do. Yeah. You go to, you go um, together in life with each other, not, not because of each other. Yeah. It's not like, for us, it's not like a codependency thing. It's like, I'm doing the things that I want to do that I would probably want to do even if I wasn't married, but I have an amazing husband to do it with as well. In any relationship, trust and communication is key. Like I feel like we hear that a lot, but it's very true. You know, I think the fact that I can go to him with anything business or personal related and I know that there's going to be no judgment or anything and I don't have to have fear around opening up to him about different things and having somebody that you know I can go to and I'm like oh shit I don't know if I can do this or I don't know if this is the right thing to do and having you know him as my safety net to be like yes you can and yes it is and you know he's the great thing about him is he's 
always my biggest supporter but at the same time he's not afraid to tell me when I'm playing too small and that I need to just get out of my own way and keep going so yeah I think I'm very lucky to have that. No that's I think that's important and it comes back to the circle and having that importance and being able to recognize that. When you are doing all the things that uh, are business related and personal related, what are some things that you do? There's not often a lot of time outside of those things, but I'm big on exercise. I love going to the gym and working out or just being outdoors, going for a walk, things like that. Um, I love cooking. If I have the time, like during the week when it's like we just need to get something on the table, it's kind of annoying. But (laughs) on the weekend, if I've got time to like have a glass of wine and just kind of slowly pull something together I really enjoy cooking um and that's you know my mum loves cooking all of the men and women in my family actually love cooking so I think I've grown up with that um yeah reading I listen to a lot of podcasts things like that without giving me all your tips and tricks that you give in your mentoring and coaching uh, sessions, what is one piece of advice for someone that was wanting to start on the journey of business? Um, I would say it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else but to you. Um, Stay in your own lane, head down, bum up kind of thing. Um, Rely on your circle when like, you have a really good circle that you can rely on. Um, And I think... A fundamental piece is remembering to treat your business like a business. So I think sometimes we can, yeah, get caught up, especially when it's our own in, um, you know, kind of some of the fantasy sides of it. But I guess treating your business like a business is what separates a hobby from a business. So, um, and I think arming yourself with tools and education and, you know, the best chance you can to make it work and, not make it harder than it has to be for yourself. It's good advice. <laughs> and so what is next for Maddie? Mm, I'm just in my building phase at the moment. So I think that will kind of be my next at least 12 months, just like building and growing and, you know, kind of expanding and working with different client bases from different locations. Although I'm starting to see that come through a bit more now, which is really exciting. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to keep doing me for the moment. Keep being mum, keep being wife, keep being the coach and mentor and, yeah, doing the things. Maddie, it has been a pleasure chatting with you today. It's nice to have another Maddie on the on the desk. <laughs> I can't wait to see what's next and I'm sure there's, you know, who knows what is going to come next. And I think it's really cool that you're in your building phase And but it's um, to our listeners, there's that element of it's okay to take that leap and taking it day by day. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to come but, you know, as long as you have that important and that key circle around you then you'll be there they'll be there to catch you when you fall and you have to back yourself you have to catch yourself as well oh I like that That that's really important (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for joining me today it's been a pleasure thank you for having me and to our listeners thanks for joining me on the Canberra Women podcast if you have liked what you've heard today let us know by sharing it to others and make sure you follow us on our socials to stay up to date with all our amazing Canberra women that's all from me Maddie Green